was so funny yesterday as I was preparing and studying. I was, uh, Shelby actually texted me, are you going to preach tomorrow? Or are you going to uh, tell about what happened? And are you going to share about the other thing? And I said, yes. So, <laughs> meaning I was going to do all of the stuff that she suggested. But, you know, one of the things I, uh, I cannot express this to you enough. When we went down to Louisiana... When we went down there, um, Pastor Joan and myself went fully expecting to receive what God had for us. We went hungry. And that's the way we prayed. That's what we believed. And I, again, cannot express to you enough how that's exactly what took place. We were filled to overflowing. And uh, if you've ever heard me laugh before which most of you have. I have people coming up afterwards. I just love your laugh. I just love your laugh. I'm like, going, all right, glory to God. I'm glad I could be a blessing to you. But uh, um, the, the reason I'm saying what I'm saying is this. The service is not just up to me. I can honestly say that I've prepped. I've prepared myself. I've prayed. I've sought the face of the Lord. I, I studied. I, I, I got into the Holy Bible but again, it's not just up to me. What you get out of the service is in large part up to you. It's up to you. Are you hungry for the word of God? Are you hungry to know the thoughts of God more so in your lives than ever before? Do you want your mind to continue to be renewed? Amen. I tell you, it, it, it doesn't take much for you to change your attitude. Are you hearing what I'm saying? It doesn't take much for you to go from a place where you're disgruntled and upset and maybe, you know, you've been dealing with stuff and the pressures of life and you came in here and you're like going, bless me, God, if you can. It's easier to say, God, you know what? I humble myself before you. And right now I expect to receive from you all that you have for me. I want to say this too. When I'm speaking, I don't want you to be looking at me. I want, I mean, I understand how I'm saying this. I want you to be looking at me. But don't, I want you to see more than just me. I want you to look at me and see someone who's anointed by the Spirit of God. I don't say that braggadociously. That's a big word. <laughs> I know. Crazy. I'm not saying that to brag on me, but I believe the Spirit of the Lord has risen upon me. And he has anointed me to preach the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. I believe it. I believe there's a gift inside him that Jesus Christ has placed a gift in me. I honor the gift. I make much of the gift that he's put inside of me. While at the same time, I, Daniel Greenwald, humble myself under his mighty hand. I look to him for grace. I look for, to him for the anointing. But I believe for the anointing upon your lives. So that you can see the word as it's meant to be seen and hear it as it's meant to be heard. Are you hearing what I'm saying now? So let's all just right now, by faith, say this. I expect, I expect to get all, get all that God has for me today. I firmly believe, as I'm not just a hearer, but a doer of the word, I shall be blessed in all that I do. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Go to Romans chapter 12 now. Romans chapter 12. We're going to continue with our teaching on being transformed. Hallelujah. 
Romans 12 verse 2 says, And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. The New Living Translation says, Don't copy the behavior and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. So as we can see here, and from what we've already seen during this study, we're called to have our lives transformed progressively into what? From being like this world to being like Jesus. We're supposed to go around as Christians. I say we're supposed to go around as Christians, followers of Christ, followers, imitators of Christ. We're called to be like Jesus. But the only way that transformation is going to happen is how? By the renewing of our minds. So that we're no longer thinking and talking and acting like this world, but we're now thinking and talking and acting like God. Now, again, for a lot of time, I mean, you could, I could go into a bunch of churches right now and say something like that, and a lot of them would want to throw stuff at me. Who are you? Who do you think you are? Saying something, you're going to think like God. You're going to talk like God. You're going to act like God. I'm a Christian. I'm a new creation in Christ Jesus. The old's passed away. Behold, the new's come. And these things are of God. I am a child of God. I am created in his image and likeness. Right? We've seen that. We're created in his image and his likeness. What does that mean? We're called to be like Him. We're created to be like Him. And as I brought out during this study on more than one occasion, but it bears repeating, He created us as spirit-thinking and spirit-talking beings. We're called to do things just like God did things way back then and still does things to this day. Catch that. How did God create light? Where did it all begin? It wasn't like God looked out into the darkness and said what he saw. No, God got it inside of him. He began to think on it. He began to imagine it. Then he spoke it out. Light be. And light was. Contained within the words he spoke were his thoughts. And contained within those words he spoke was the power to bring to pass what he said. Now, let's go back to what I said just a moment ago. That we're created in his image and likeness. Do you understand that's how we're supposed to do things? That God set us on this earth and he told us to have dominion over it. Now, obviously, I cannot have dominion in your realm or your sphere of influence. I can't go into your house and make you do something. You hear me? But in my realm, in my domain, in my house... I have authority. I have authority in this church. But how do I exercise that authority? With my words. I get God's thoughts on the matter, and I release my faith through my words. And contained within those words is the power to bring it to pass. That's what faith is all about. We have the same spirit of faith. We believe, and therefore we Speak. 
Okay, I, I know I'm studying this, but I want y'all to get a little bit excited about this. You can change your word, world with your words, with faith-filled words. You get the word of God in you. You get God's thoughts in you. You begin to think in line with what God says in here. And you get it stirred up. And you begin to see things in your life in here. Then you release it out of your mouth. Glory to God. Not only is God's thoughts coming out of you. So is the power to bring to pass what you are believing him for. That's what faith is all about. We have the, listen. We have the ability to receive everything. I'm I'm just going to be really bold. We have the ability to receive everything Jesus Christ has done for us. Everything. Healing. Deliverance. Divine provision. Wisdom. Guidance. Divine protection. We have the ability to receive all of those things into our lives. How? With our words containing his thoughts. And within that, it's not just the thoughts of God, it's the power of God. Do you think our God lacks for power? There is no power greater than His power. The same Spirit that raised Christ from the dead now lives in you and me. There is nothing we will ever face that's greater than the one that's in us. Greater is he that is in us than he that is eternally defeated. I like to say that. The one who is eternally defeated in this world. Oh, he'll come and he'll bark. I heard one minister was talking about, I mean, Brother Mark was sharing about how this, this, this one lady was praying for uh, this church that was going through some serious issues. And she said while she was praying, she got a vision. And in this vision, she kept hearing this roar, you know, of a roar, you're going to fail, you're going to go under. It was just a big roar, and it was behind a rock. And when she went up to the rock and she looked down, there was a mouse with a megaphone. (laughs) Meaning that, listen, when the devil comes, it doesn't matter what he says to you. It doesn't matter what he's trying to do against you. You got the greater one in you. And you got God's word. I, see, I, 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 my life is changing. My mind's getting renewed. My life is changing. I'm starting to see things the way God sees, sees, sees things. I'm starting to see myself the way God sees, sees me. I am a vessel. A vessel for the power of Almighty God. Now, I... Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Better get back on this. How does faith come? Faith comes by hearing. What's contained within the words we're hearing? The thoughts of God. Right? So the word is. The word is a container of the thoughts of the person who's speaking it. My words are, 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 if I said to a big black dog, what do you think about I know this is not a trick question. When I say big black dog, do you think of a little nasty cat? Huh? I'm sorry. For those who have cats and love your cats. I'm not trying to be mean or anything, so. (laughs) Have have you ever? I don't remember how Brother Mark brought this up. But he was talking about how. If you ever see those commercials on TV about the, uh, 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 you know, uh, 
what is it called, the animal, you know, giving money away to protect the animals or whatever it is. They always show those, like, nasty-looking dog with one eye and goes that way and hair all over. But you notice what they never show? It's cats. I guess people don't care about the cats. See, I was right all along. Yeah, they're a poosh. <laughs> Hallelujah. How many want to take advantage of everything Jesus Christ has done for you? I know the way that, that I'm phrasing that sometimes that it would make people say, I don't want to take advantage of Jesus. You do want to take advantage of all he's done for you. Do you not believe, where does God get the glory? In us being sick and defeated and failing in life? Well, does God get the glory when we are living whole and healthy and free and prosperous, victorious? Amen. Jesus has already accomplished all of this. And how do we take advantage of it? With our faith that comes from getting this word, which contains his thoughts in us. Could it be that simple, Pastor Dan? Oh, it is. What has happened is man has complicated things. And man has come up with theories and opinions. Well, you just never know what God is going to do to do to you, do for you. You just never know. You never know if God's going to heal you. You just never know. Do you know that that's a slap in the face of God? If God has given us his word on it, if God has given us his word on it, it's settled. It's settled. God, if God said it, he will do it. He is faithful. 100% of the time, he's faithful. I, you know, I have never been let down by God. I've been let down by me. I've done stupid things. I've, I've done stuff that I, I, I wish I could go back and change. But the bottom line is, my God is faithful. When I confess my sins, my God is faithful to forgive me of my sins and to cleanse me from all unrighteousness. Amen. God is faithful to his word. If he said it, he will do it. That's why it's important that we get into the Bible. That's why you need to know what God has said. That's why you need to get these thoughts in you, changing your mind, renewing your mind to think in line with him. And when you get that in you, you can change your life. You will be transformed into his image from one degree of glory to the next. We're going to be like Jesus. I said, we're going to be just like Jesus. Go with me to Psalm uh, 92. We're talking about the thoughts of God this morning once again. Woo! Can we as Christians know the thoughts of God? Can we know the thoughts of God? Absolutely. As Christians, listen, we've been given this Bible, and we've been given the Holy Spirit to teach us and guide us into the Bible so we can know the truths of this Bible. So, which means what? If we can know this word, they contain his thoughts. And, and, and from the very, well, of course, God doesn't have a beginning. He doesn't have an end. But from the beginning of this world, I'll say it that way, God has never changed. I said, God has never changed. I am the Lord, I change not. That means that if, if the way God did things way, 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 way back then is still the way God does things. He didn't make an adjustment because of the fall, fall of man. Now, obviously, he had a redemptive plan in place when man fell. But the point I'm trying to make is we can tell what God thinks about things simply by looking out upon this creation and how God has come through for man throughout the ages. Amen. Psalm 92, verse 5. O Lord, how great are your works, your thoughts 
are very deep. <laughs> Your thoughts, O oh Lord, are very deep. Whew, that's deep. God's thoughts are deep. But how deep are his thoughts? Have you ever looked out into the night sky on a clear night? Looked out upon those millions, probably billions of stars that are out there. Jay, have you ever flown at night? In a clear, crisp night? Looked out into that sky of stars? Have you, have you guys ever climbed up into a, a, a mountain? Uh, uh, gone to like Glacier National Park. Man, when you go up there, I remember one time, I mean, I, I'm going to be honest, there's a, there's a road there that goes up, it's called Going to the Sun Highway. And they, and, and they tell us that everybody who, I mean, every day, there's at least one person who freaks out on that road and they have to go rescue them. Every day it happens. But I understand from whence they come. Because when you're going up this hill, in a lot of places, you just ride on the edge, brother and sister. And I, woo! And, and I remember we were going up there, and I was kind of dealing with it. And I'm driving, and I'm just, but I'm speaking the word. I said, I will not fear. I refuse fear to come. And, and so we got to the place where we could pull in and stop. And we walked out, and there was a little waterfall over here, and it kind of went under the road. And I said, I am not going to deal with this fear anymore. And me, I got out, and I walked to the edge. And I sat down on a rock, and I said, I will not fear. And I looked down. And I said it again. I will not fear. <laughs> but listen, from that time forward... While I was up on that mountain, I was, there was no fear. I dealt with it. I came against it. Now, that's not the point I was trying to get to. Because when you go up to a high place like that, and you look down upon, from that mountain, how small things look. How small things are. We're talking about how deep God is. Have you ever stood on a shoreline and looked out upon the ocean? And all you could see was water everywhere. Have you ever been on a, out on the ocean and you got out far enough to where when you looked around, all you could see was water? How deep is God? How deep are his thoughts? Our God is huge. Our God is vast. Our God is deep. Are you listening? Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Uh, I, I'm reminded of... The, well, first let me say this. The amazing thing about all of this. Whew, God has created us with the capacity to think his deep thoughts. Stop and think about that. God has given us the capability to think his thoughts. Whew. I remember the Paul, I mean, you, can you remember the prayer Paul prayed for the Ephesian saints? For all the saints from that point forward. Where he prayed that they would be able to comprehend and understand with all the saints what is the width and length and depth and height to know the love of Christ which passes knowledge that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. 
Why would Paul, anointed by the Holy Ghost, pray that way? Because God's created us with the capacity to know and embrace his thoughts. In this case, to know his thoughts on the width and the length and the depth and the height of the love that he has for us and for others. Friends, that's huge. Or as Donald Trump says, that's huge. I used to say it that way too. I was from Texas. I got on, people got on me all the time. Riley. Do you think God would lead Paul to pray that way for us to grasp what he, uh, 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 to grasp the things of God, to grasp his thoughts, if we would never be able to know those things, to understand those things? No. He wants you and me to know this. He wants us to know him. He wants us to understand him. He's given us this word. His thoughts right here. So we can know him. So we can know him. And his deepness. And his vastness. You know I was reminded of this when I was studying this. And thinking about how you know his thoughts are deep. But have you ever thought about not only are his thoughts deep and vast and huge. But how minute his thoughts are too. How tiny you know, the human being, the way we're made. I don't know if you've ever done a study on yourself, on the human body, how amazing our bodies are. The chromosomes and all that other stuff. How, how small atoms are. And that there's things actually smaller than atoms. I mean, it's, it's just, our God's, it, he's just in, incredible. And yet God has given us the capacity, the ability to know his thoughts. Wow. Thank you, Jesus. And let me just say this. Let me ask you this. I mean, I, I shared this with you, that where my life is concerned, I've come a long way, baby. I mean, I've come a long way over the past 30 years of my life since I gave my life to Jesus Christ. God's done some incredible things in my life. He's revealed himself to me left and right. He's done, I mean, times of... Just, I, I, I can't even put it into words. Just like, like what happened to me last night. How can I put into words what happened to me? When the presence of God filled that room and I'm, all, I'm just weeping. I'm not talking about just a couple of tears. I'm weeping in his presence. How can you put that into words? How can you put that into words? Mm. But as much as God has changed my life over the last 30 years, how much more is he going to continue to change my life over the next 50 years over the next 100 years over the next thousand years over the next million years do you think we might have a better understanding and grasp of god and his way of doing things a million years from now do you think our lives are going to be more transformed than ever before Oh, hallelujah. Guys, God is incredible. God is amazing. And, 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 and he wants us to know him. He wants to. Can you think about what it's going to be like in a million years when you're walking and talking with Jesus? Can you, can you imagine that? To be able to ask. I'm not just talking about praying. I'm talking about talking, walking with. Talk, 
Come on, Jesus, let's go for a walk today. I don't know how he's going to do it. I don't understand because I know everybody, all the other Christians, it's my turn. It is my turn to talk to Jesus today. But somehow, someway, everybody's going to be at peace. Everybody's going to be, be, be happy. Everybody's going to be able to experience it. To walk with Jesus. To talk with Jesus. Ask Jesus questions. Whew. And, 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 and listen, I believe we're going to be able to do a whole bunch of exploring. Do you know how big this universe is? Do you know that when God said light, he never said stop light? He said, it's still going. And, and scientists have actually proven that. We don't know how big this universe is. How many w- would like to do some exploring throughout the universe? I don't know how it's going to happen. But the bottom line is God didn't create all those other planets and stars just for just one little planet called Earth. We're supposed to be able to go from planet to planet, from star to star. I don't know how, but I know it's going to be really good. And I'm looking forward to doing some explorations. How about you? Our God is deep. Our God is vast. His thoughts are deep. But he wants us to know those thoughts. And as those thoughts become more and more real to us, our minds are renewed and our lives are transformed. Praise you, Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Lord. Think about this. How many of you have ever read a, a scripture before? Maybe five years ago. And you read it, you looked at it, scrunched your nose a little bit and said, I don't get that. I don't know what that means. Holy Spirit, help me to understand it because I don't understand it right now. But then, five years later, you read it. That very same word, that very same verse. And all of a sudden, it just kind of leaps off the pages at you. And you get excited because the light has dawned. The revelation has come. And you now know what God is saying right there in his word. Or in Ron's case, you cry a little bit, so... (laughs) I can always tell when Ron's getting revelation, he just, the tears start to come. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Listen, it wasn't the word that was lacking. It was your ability to comprehend his thoughts. Did you hear that? So what's going to happen again over the next million years? What's going to happen as our ability to perceive and understand and grasp the thoughts of God continues to develop and grow? Do you think our lives are going to become more transformed than ever? Big time. Hallelujah. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. I mean, aren't you glad that you're a believer? No longer an unbeliever? Think about that. They are limited to their senses and to the, the, the knowledge that they've gleaned over the years through man. We have no limitations. Did you hear what I just said? We have no limitations. What do those people need? They need Jesus. They need Jesus. They need to come to understand how much Jesus loves them and then to start to be able to receive and understand his thoughts. As I said to you before, we can know the thoughts of God as Christians because we've been given the Bible and we've been given the Holy Spirit, but they don't have, they, they don't, this is just a book to them. This isn't just a book to you and me. This is life and this is spirit. 
So they can't comprehend and understand it. The Bible says the spiritual things are ignorant. It's, 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 it's foolishness to them. They need Jesus. They need Jesus. That's where we come in, isn't it? Amen? Thank you, Jesus. Woo! God's thoughts are deep. And the more we think on them and meditate on them, the further we come to see and understand them. And the more we come to see and understand them, the more it thrills us and makes us want to know even more of God's thoughts and ways. How many can agree? How many of you can agree with that? Slow myself down. I'm stumbling over my own tongue. We need to be thinking on God's thought all the time. God's thoughts all the time. We need to, be consi- we need to consistently have God on the mind. Because if it's not, if God is not on your mind, hear me now, hear me now, that means, I'm going to tell you, you're going to be living a very shallow life, a boring life, an unproductive life, an unfulfilling life. We need to think about God. We need to think about His thoughts towards us. Thank you, Jesus. You don't have to turn there. In fact, go with uh, Psalm 139, 17 and 18, because I've already shared these thoughts, I mean, these scriptures which are the thoughts of God. How precious are your thoughts to me, O God. How great is the sum of them. If I should count them, they would be more in number than the sand. What does that mean to us? That means that God is thinking about us all the time. God is thinking about... God is thinking about you right now. God is thinking about me right now. And I get this, and he wants us to know what his thoughts are towards us. He wants you to come to understand and perceive the way he thinks about you and me. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Help us. Help us to get this revelation. Do you know that one thought from God can set you free from a lifestyle of bondage? What it took 10 years to mess up in your life, God can set you free like that. One thought from God. One thought from God. Do you not think God wants us to know these things? Do you, not, do you think God wants to see you struggling and hurting and in pain? In anguish? Beat down? Condemned? Discouraged? No! He wants you to live in freedom. He wants you to live in peace and in joy. He wants you to comprehend and understand that He's thinking about you right now. He's thinking about how to make your life better, successful, victorious. And He wants you to know that. Why? Because when you get a hold of the fact that God's thinking about you and you understand what His thoughts are, do you not think it kind of changes the way you live? I mean, when I started to recognize and understand how much God loves me, it changed me. I mean, I, I don't want to say I got arrogant, but I sure did get a whole lot more confident. I threw my shoulders back. What's up with you? God loves me. What you going to do? But God loves me. Yeah, God loves me. God loves me. Hallelujah. God believes in me. Mm, I don't, you, you don't believe in me? I don't care. God does. <laughs> Thank you, Lord. But you've failed so many times, Daniel. You've made so many mistakes. Thank God for the blood. 
Thank God. God, see, God, God, he is thinking about me. He knew I'd make all the mistakes I was going to make. And he already had a plan in place called the plan of redemption. And now as I get to uh, come to understand that plan of redemption by coming to know his thoughts on it, it changes us. Renewing happening. Transforming happening. Woo! Rip your shirt off, faith man. Ah, glory. You know you want to do that, Gary. One day just stand up and go, rip, big old F. Dun, da, da, da. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. And, get, and, and, and so, no, listen. Doesn't matter what we think on. Doesn't matter what we're meditating on, what we're, what we're constantly thinking about. Listen, it's the difference between death and life. For to be spiritually minded is life and peace. But to be carnally minded is death. I don't think it gets any clearer than that. Doesn't matter what we think on. Doesn't matter what you think on. Doesn't matter what you're meditating on. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Go with me to 1 Timothy. In closing, for all you out there who wanted to know, I just got 10 more pages in closing. Just kidding. 1 Timothy 4, verse 12. Hallelujah. Let no one despise your youth. This is Paul speaking to Timothy under the inspiration of the Spirit. Let no one despise your youth, but be an example to the believers in word, in conduct, in love, in spirit, in faith, in purity. Till I come, give attention to reading, to exhortation, to doctrine. Do not neglect the gift that is in you. Boy, that's just something hit me right there. Mm -mm -mm. Which was given to you by prophecy. The laying on of the hands of the eldership. Now notice verse 15. Meditate on these things. Meditate on these things. What things is he supposed to be meditating on? The things we just read in the previous verses, which are God's thoughts toward Tim, towards Timothy. And then give yourself entirely to them that the, your progress may be evident to all. Now how can his, pro, how can his progress... Be evident to all unless it appears how, out here in this natural realm. And notice how it all started with meditation. And then it became evident to all. That sounds like transformation, doesn't it? Mind renewal. Life changed. Meditate on these things. Life changed. Progress is made evident to all. Psalm 1. Go there real quickly. This all ties together. The Bible says this, very familiar psalm. Blessed, blessed, empowered to prosper, empowered to succeed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly. What is the counsel of the ungodly? It's what they think and their thoughts are ungodly, contrary to or against God in his way of thinking. Nor stands in the path of sinners. Nor sits in the seat of the scornful. In other words, you don't want to have anything to do with them. You don't want to have anything to do with the scornful or with the sinners or the, listening to the counsel of the ungodly. Why is that? Because those things have conformed them to this world. Did you hear that? And he's saying... Don't walk in that council, their council. Do not stand where they're at. Do not sit with them. Now notice verse 2, but his delight. Everybody say, my delight. Everybody say, my delight. 
is in the law of the Lord. Or we could say for us today, it's in the New Testament or in the law of love. And in his law, he meditates day and night. Notice that's the same advice given to Timothy, isn't it? To meditate on God's thoughts about us. And how often are we supposed to be meditating in the Bible? Day and night. How many know that it's either day or it's night? If it's not day, it's... And if it's not night, it's... So with my lightning quick mind, that means we should be meditating on the Bible, on God's thoughts, all the time. All the time. Glory to God, glory to God. Woo! We are to keep our minds off of the scornful, off of the sinner, off of the counsel of the ungodly. And we are to have our minds continuously on those things that are of God. That are, all, are, are His thoughts to you and to me. I don't want to be on the path of death. I don't want to be on the pathway of destruction. Do you? How do we get on that path? By continuing to be conformed to the world. By continuing to be, to be carnally minded. I don't want that. I want to be on God's path for my life. I want to be on a path of success. A path of victory. Now, I'm not saying it's a path where you're not going to be challenged. Because how many know the devil doesn't like for you to be on that path? He has a will for your life. He has a plan and purpose for your life. You know what it's about? Killing you. Stealing from you. Destroying you. God has a path for your life. What is his path for your life? Victory. Success. Amen. Praise you, Jesus. And as we are thinking like that day and night, what's going to happen? Look at verse 3. He shall be. (laughs) At first, he was thinking and meditating. Now he's being. His progress will be known to all. Praise the Lord. Friends, what happens when we are meditating on the good news of Jesus Christ? We shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that brings forth its fruit in its season, whose leaf leaf also shall not wither. Glory to God. When people's leaves are drying up, falling off, what do you think? Those people are thinking on. To be carnally minded is death. But what about those whose leaves are vibrant, strong, whole, not falling off the limb? That means they've been meditating on God's thoughts. They are being spiritually minded, thinking on Jesus. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. So, so listen to me. We, as we are meditating on God's thoughts, we'll be like a, tr- a tree by the rivers with an S. Not just a river, but reverse. There's all kinds of rivers flowing around us because why we're meditating on God's thoughts. Now get this. Get this. That brings forth its fruit in its season, whose leaves shall not wither, and whatever he does shall prosper. Is that the word? Whatever he does shall prosper. 
Oh, Pastor Dan, prosperity is not good for us. Yes, it is. Whatever I do shall prosper. As I am meditating and thinking God's thoughts, hallelujah, I am living strong. I am living vibrant. I am living victoriously. And whatever I set my hand to do shall prosper. Renew the mind. Transform the life. Be on that path of life that God has for you and me. Do you see that today? God wants us to know his deep thoughts. God wants you to know how he, what he thinks about you. And not just on occasion all the time. You know, sometimes I think about Riley and James and how I can bless them. I do. I really do because I love them. Do the same with Brooke and Casey. Oh, glory to God and Emmy. Hallelujah. I'm, I mean, I'm, it's just a... It's a, I mean, I'm, when I think about them, I'm thinking, well, how can I make their life better? How can I bless their lives? God is thinking that way about you all the time. That's crazy. That's amazing. How can I bless you? How can I empower you to prosper? How can I make your life better? That's what his thoughts are towards you and towards me. And as we grasp that, and allow that to renew our minds. It will transform our lives. It will change our lives for the better. Amen. Did you get something today? Hallelujah. Well, let's pray. Bow your heads. Father, we thank you right now for the word. I believe in Jesus' name. That by the Spirit of God, the word has been received. Hallelujah. I believe in Jesus' name that if anybody came today struggling with who they are that they'll begin to grasp and understand who they are in you see themselves the way you see them to think about themselves the way you think about them Lord I know this is a process the renewing of the mind will continue while we're still here on this earth and the world's going to do everything it can to conform it conform us into its image but Father, as we...